Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite Tears for Fears podcast, History from the Picture. I'm your host, Chloe, and with me today, as always, is... Brendan. Brendan! That's a callback to what, last week? Did I do that last week? I did something stupid like that. Did you? I did. Oh, here I am thinking I was being original. Or but... maybe you did it. I don't know. You're the one that edits oh, no. these things. <laughs> I do. That is correct. I feel like you did do it, but I, it was pretty recently. I fe- I think it must have been an episode that we uh, recorded in uh, December or November. So. But yeah. Today we will be talking about, you guessed it. Raul and the Kings of Spain, part one. As it's known to us fans here, Ratkos. Ratkos, what's up? Ratkos. Ratkos is very easily my least favorite Tears for Fears album, plain and simple. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I feel like. I mean, no I understand I, why, there's but. There's no way I, I can change it. That, see, that used to be me. I used to swear up and down. Ratkos is never gonna be my. It's never gonna move from last place. And then here I am now, three years later, We're it's moved. Five, right? Five or six? Uh, five. Five. Out of seven. Not a bad ring. Not a bad ring. Yeah, yeah I, I disagree with your number six and seven, though, quite a bit, because they are my number three. <laughs> womp womp. That's what we say. All right, so, um, I suppose to, well, actually, I would like to ask, is there anything that you would like to get into before we start talking about the album? So, yeah, um, when I was thinking about how we approached this album and everything like that, I thought it would be very important to consider what you know, the charts would have been like in the UK when this album was out, because it's very well known that this album, I guess, was their first failure of their failure? nearly, what would you say, nearly 10, 15 year career at that point? 14 year career, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this well, count graduate. Count graduate. They were almost doing music for over 15 years, but this was their first failure, 100%. Elemental had some certifications in some countries, Break It Down Again, A Good Night Song, were minor hits. But this album, I don't think anyone even cared. The publications didn't care for it. They didn't like it. Um, The consumers didn't care, didn't like it. And it's because there just really wasn't a need for a new Tears Your Fears album in 1995. The early 90s were very kind to 80s artists, 80s acts. Duran Duran had their first hit since Notorious. Um, Depeche Mode released one of their best album songs, Faith and Devotion. Uh, I say about very kind, I only bring up two examples. Elemental um, did pretty well. So a lot changed in between 93 to 95. And the biggest thing that changed from that time period was in the UK with Britpop. Mm-hmm. So if you were to take a look at the charts 
what they looked like when Raul came out. Number one was What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis. Features Wonderwall, Champagne Supernova, Don't Look Back in Anger. You know, they're only three good songs. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Did I say that out loud, Oasis? What? Number two on the charts was a Janet Jackson Greatest Hits. Number three was Daydream by Mariah Carey. That had a few hits, I think. Number four was Michael Bolton Greatest Hits. <laughs> Number five was The Great Escape by Blur. Number six was Stanley Road by Paul Weller, and then other artists like Wet Wet Wet, Katie Lang, Celine Dion. Number 12, Garbage debuted. Mm. Number 12. Um, Oasis is definitely Maybe, which came out, I think, in 94 or 93, was number 17. David Bowie released an album. Uh, the Cranberries, No Need to Argue, was a huge hit album that peaked at number two i believe that's been on the charts for over a year fantastic album it's got zombie on it, a few other great songs and it's important to note my favorite rip pop band supergrass um were number 40 on this chart that album of course aisha coco peaked at number one so you can get the trend and understand between artists like oasis blur supergrass pulp pulp around their his and hers fantastic album that the uk was focused on three things i guess you could say two things not three things. It was po- focused on Britpop, which was the in thing. It was focused on U.S.-based R&B soul music. And it was focused on U.S. pop slash like vocal music like Celine Dion, Michael Bolton, stuff like that. So you look at all those artists. Do you see a similarity to Tears Your Fears with any of the artists I just named? Like any contemporaries? No. Exactly. And it's Important to note that 1995 was a very unkind year to artists from that era. Of course, Depeche Mode, I believe Alan Wilder left at that point, or the devotional tour just ended. Dave Gone, of course, was flatlining on drugs, horrible time, getting arrested. Duran Duran released Thank You, which basically killed any hype they had growing around them again. So when Trishavir's released... Raul and the Kings of Spain in 1995. And nobody cared because nobody was paying attention to Tears for Fears. They were kind of seen just as an 80s band. Yeah. You know? Like, they got got lucky with Elemental. I should say he got lucky with Elemental because... Break it down it again. Was, it was a comeback. You know, people were interested. What is one guy from Tears of Fears going to do as opposed to two guys from Tears of Fears? So right. it was a bit luck, I guess. Or I think Break It Down Again was pushed a lot. And the label switch from Mercury to Epic did more harm than it did good, I personally feel. They mm-hmm. didn't promote that thing at all. You know, besides that cigar box, which was really, really yeah. Cool. But that was a really weird promo item that fetches money now. Good amount of money. I'm probably going to get one eventually. What's in it? You get a postcard that has the album cover on it. You get a scroll with lyrics of the title track. You get the CD. I think you get a book with the lyrics. That's it. Well, I already have this CD, so I don't know. Yep. Yeah, so that's just my little 90s, mid-90s historical retrospect as to why Raul tanked. No one cared. That there was no mark for whatever he was trying to do for this album. People were more interested in new sounds. Yeah. There's nothing new on this album. It's just like 
half-baked elemental. But I will say, this album does have its fans, and a lot of people consider this to be one of the best. I've noticed. A lot of people... This album has a lot of fans. So, as always, we do... I do. Polls for (laughs) albums, and the results for this one are really interesting. You want me to get into those now? Mm-hmm. Right, so... Here are the statistics. I asked people what their favorite uh, song from the album was. Um, we got 30 answers, so keep that in mind when I say statistics and whatnot. So, 10% said Raul and the Kings of Spain. 10% said Falling Down. 17% said Secrets, which doesn't shock me. God's Mistake. 10% also. Sketches of Pain. 13%. Heck yeah. Which I found a little odd. Los Reyes Catalicos. Zero. <laughs> Zip. Are we surprised? Um, sorry. You guessed it. 10%. Hum German Humble. Take a wild guess. 10%. 10%. I choose you. Zero. Thanks. A little shocking, but I'm not overly surprised. Uh, um, don't drink the water. Three percent. Dang. What man. the hell, guys? That's one of the it's only good ones. Because he says a slur. <laughs> yeah. We'll um, get there. <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, tune in next week. Um, and me, me, and my big ideas. Seventeen percent. Respectable. Los Reyes is pre. I, I didn't really count it, but it also didn't get any votes anyway. So, I mean, it's the same song, just like one lyric change. So Even more monotonous. <laughs> it's pretty much the same song. Yeah. But yeah, so Raul and the Kings of Spain, God's Mistake, Sorry, and Home Drum and Humble were all tied. Mm-hmm. And then Me and My Big Ideas and Secrets were, were tied. Yeah. Those those tied for first, which honestly I respect because those are two of my favorite songs from the album. But we'll get there. We will get there. Absolutely. We will get there. My question for you is, um, um, what was the first song you heard from this album? I love well, asking you that each time. Would you like to hear some childhood stories? Of course. So this, along with Happy Ending, are the only albums I really remember hearing growing up a lot. Yeah, you um, mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I do have a question the, before you yeah. continue. Why, why Raul and the Kings of Spain for you? Mom, like, I, like a Happy Ending, I understand because it was their newest thing, but why Raul and the Kings of Spain for her? I guess my mom really liked the songs on it, and she still really? rates it. Okay. She rates it. I want to hear her list because I asked her the other day. Would you like to hear of her list? Of course I do. Yeah. Elemental is her least favorite, along with my brother and you. Respect. Um, at number six, she has songs from the big chair because she just oh. she, she grew up in the age. She's sick of hearing those singles. You know, everyone wants the world is her favorite song of all time. Um, now her number five was the hurting, even though she loves that one a lot. Her number four is The Seeds of Love. Actually, those were swapped. My bad. Number four is The Hurting Seeds of Love is five. Number three for her is Raul. Number two is Happy Ending. And one is The Tipping Point. The Tipping Point is her favorite album of all time. 
She loves That's that. That's really thing. interesting. Like, I love it too. Don't well, think about it. Wrong, she but, had yeah. she had to wait, wait. Like yeah, we, I only had to wait. Like I was hyper aware of the tipping point existing since yes. 2016 slash 17 when I was in sixth grade. That's how yeah. long I've had. I've been waiting since 2020. <laughs> I only waited two years, so I can't complain. Better not take another 17 and a half years, boys. They will be very they old won't. in 17 and a half years. Yeah. Hey, not very old. No. They'd, they'd be about, what? Oh, wow. No, 70. Late 70s? Yeah. Well, oh, they'd be, be elderly. <laughs> Word it more nicely. <laughs> um, yeah, for some hate comments on Instagram, I see how it is. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that that's that. And I, I mean, as I was doing the, you know, the statistics, I, it just made me laugh. Ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent. We can't crown a winner here. I think we need a whole day uh, tiebreaker <laughs> on Instagram for uh, the next episode. In terms of the oh, well, a tiebreaker between um, secrets, secrets and, and you know, my, big my big ideas. Okay, that's actually a good idea. I can do that. Go on every oh, for the next episode. I'm gonna go on every single one of my accounts to make sure. It, the tie doesn't break. I'm just going to vote one, vote the other, vote one, vote the other. Screw with you. 100%. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, yeah, so moving into charting, because I did that. Oh, wait, oh. I didn't answer that. Go yes. ahead and ask me, um, Dingus. Well, I never finished my question. Oh, shoot, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, my mom really liked this album that I she'd always just have it in her car, and I remember I, the songs I mainly remember hearing are the first three: "Me and My Big Ideas," "Humdrum and Humble," and uh, the last song on the album. Sorry, yes, those pre that one. That's the that's the only other one I remember. But yeah, um. I wasn't overly like when I became like a big big fan in seventeen after I saw them. Would you believe some songs I didn't really know? Like I didn't know what the heck "Bad Man" song was. I didn't know "Famous Last Words." I, I only I don't blame you. It's funny. I didn't even know something like um. Jeez, when they played "Memories Fade," I forgot what that song was. I remembered it like halfway through because I remembered it from seeing seeing that so much growing up. Because don't um... forget, I, I entered a phase in elementary school where I just denounced all music that was released before 2000. <laughs> you know, because I was trying to fit in listening to Yeah, that was me. These, I actually denounced these days. Um, sorry, not sorry. Same. No, um, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Yeah. Well, Kids these days and their music. Kids these days and their... Uh, who's big these days? Tate McRae? She big still? I don't even know who that is. Taylor Swift? We're not even gonna go... Let's... We're not. Let's just not go there. Um, <laughs> no, but, these like, days honestly, really I just don't, like... The only modern artist I genuinely like, aside from, like, my... Aside from, like, bands from back then that still make music, I'm not counting them. Like, modern bands. 21 Pilots. And that's about it. Well, it's funny. Can you really call 21 Pilots modern? It's like calling Tears of Fears when they released Raul modern, you know? It's like, can you call... Well, because they're still really huge, though. Like, they're still That's charting. The they're, they're still, still, very... oh, yeah, they're they're still, still big and well, prominent. It's it's a very big difference now with indie music, too, where you could be, like, 
10, 12 years into your career and just finding commercial success now. Like, look at Mitski. She's been releasing albums since, like, the late 2000s, early 2010s, and she had her first charting single last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a band like the 1975 has existed since 2003, didn't release music until 2012. They're bigger than ever for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you these days with social media and large fandoms, there yeah. is a lot more prolonged life with these bands and artists. You don't see fall-offs. Like, even an artist who's irrelevant as ever, Katy Perry, she still has her fans, you know? She hasn't yeah. had a hit since when? Like, like a genuine, genuine, like a genuine hit, hit. Was that since, like, like 2012. Like a, really? I thought that song, like, Roar, no, Roar's from, like, 2014. That was a hit. Is Roar no. from, I thought Roar was 2012. Is it 2014? No. No, oh, that album Prism. Why do I know that? From that's when Prism 20, came out in 2014. Like 2014, 2013. Yeah, it's not that old. I think it, it could have been 2013. I'm pretty sure I was in like second or third grade. So it was either 2012 or 2013. Yeah, Roar came out in uh, 2013. So did Dark Horse. Okay. Okay. So, I, yeah, because I remember being in second grade. So 2013. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But you know, yeah, yeah, I think 2013. Like she still has a lot of fans and she's playing shows in vegas it's amazing um an artist like who else can i name taylor swift taylor swift low-key became irrelevant in like the late 2010s like she was considered kind of like a joke after the whole kanye stuff happened you know she fell and then she re-released her entire catalog and now she's yeah yeah. Um, anyway, so charting. Well, actually, no. I didn't. You didn't give me an answer to the question. The first song I heard from Raul and the Kings of Spain was Raul and the Kings of Spain because it's the first song on the album. <laughs> and I did not see any of these videos growing up as a kid. Although I did see God's Mistake once because I remember there it was you on YouTube at some point. Very nice. Now it's back on YouTube. Just let you know. Very nice. What was the first song you heard from some? I'm gonna Raul and the Kings of Spain. Because it's on the world, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about Rule the first the world. video? First video? That's tough because you don't really see those that much. Ooh, that's actually a really good question. What was the first? Um. Probably that I... a non-existent video for falling down. <laughs> that was the first no. video. Um. Oh, what was the first one? Uh, I think, I mean, it probably, it was one of the secrets. Yeah. I think it was the first secrets one, the one that he didn't direct. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first one that I saw back in, um, 2020. Yeah. What a year. Yeah. <laughs> what a year. All right. Now I can go into charting. So there were, so it actually got on a few charts, but these are like, chart charts not just like cd short like this you know what i mean like top 100 albums billboard to like though like the album charts yeah, there's there were, there were there's too many charts now to the keep track. charts tipping, tipping point's gonna be fun <laughs> keep oh, track of gonna phys- do, like, the main charts digital charts physical charts number one of the physical charts remember that it does suck that um memories fade isn't updated yeah. it leaves off at a happy ending so Oof, but that's fine. So UK, it hit 41. In the United States, it hit 79. And in Switzerland, it hit 42. That's not... No, for for that being the peak, that's actually pretty bad. That's, that is pretty terrible for a band that literally had 
two hits. I can't call Goodnight Song a hit. Didn't even make the top 100, but it's like a known song of theirs. I don't know how. Probably radio play. Familiarity. Who knows? Um, Breakdown Again was a hit. In fact, that the band yeah. didn't get anything from the song. Was God's Mistake the only single released in the U.S.? That's a good question. There might have been a Secrets CD single released in the U.S. Perhaps. I'm going to look that up, actually. You can keep talking. <laughs> okay. As far as certifications go, nada. This was the first Tears of Fears album to receive Part- no certification. <laughs> Participation trophy. <laughs> Eh, there no no certifications, which really proves to you how much of a commercial failure that this album was. Well, like I said, someone in the freaking Todd in the Shadow subreddit said this should have been uh, he should do this for uh, Train Records, and I agree. This album was it tanked their career for a little bit. It genuinely. It's a shame, though. I know it's your least favorite, but I mean, a song like Secrets. There's still fantastic music within, but I just don't yeah. have a lot of appeal towards this record. That being said, please reissue it on vinyl. <laughs> Please, I beg. Um, so I just looked it up. Um, God's Mistake was the first single in the US, and Secrets was the second, and neither did Jack's Diddly Squat. <laughs> so. Yes, yes. Um, Go figure. As far as personnel goes, we have Roland Orzabal, uh, lead vocals, keyboards, and guitars. Alan Griffiths on keyboards and guitars. Jebin Bruni on Hammond organ. Uh, Gail Ann Dorsey on bass. Brian McLeod on drums and percussion. Alita Adams, spoiler alert, Alita Adams um, as a guest vocalist on Me and My Big Ideas, which we'll get there next week. Tune in next week. Stay on the edge of your seat, listeners. Um, And then Mark O'Donohue on backing vocals. I can only assume that that's the elemental touring band that recorded this album. I I feel like it must have been. Yeah, it is. Because it's not a lot. It's not a. It's not a. A meaty uh, personnel. List. Right, the seeds of love. Seeds of love is ridiculous. There's only eight people on this one. So, yeah, pretty yeah. sure for the seat below, he was just walking up to random people on the street. So, do you play? Do you play any instruments? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know guitar? I'm yeah. recording it now. Remember me? I'm rolling towards Bell from Tears Your Fears. You haven't heard music by me in four years. You ready to dive into some music, my friend? I am, my friend. All right. So, Raul and the Kings of Spain is the title track and opening track to this album i think it's a pretty good opener there's just something about the so it's a, i think it's a strong way to munching and crunching <laughs> you're munching and crunching um yeah so <laughs> i think that this song is great. It is one of my three favorites on the album, I should point out. There's just something about it that's really good. Mm-hmm. I like his vocals in it. He has quite a range in this song, and I think that's great. Yes, he does. Um, I really take to this song because I know it on guitar. It's one of the only two of your songs I know because it's just yes. 
simple chords. You're just going up and down. You go up, you go up again, mm-hmm. and you go back down, then you go up, then you go up. It's just like a one of the only few I actually know on guitar. Um, I really like it because it's got impressive production. It's a really good arrangement. It's a really nice sounding arrangement. I like how the verses are really downbeat and have just like acoustic yeah. guitars. And I don't know about you, before he starts singing each verse, I really like that guitar fill. Mm-hmm. You know? That's really like that. Really enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the lyrics are about parenthood or even his Absolutely. I think I think it but it, I think it's also about his father but also himself like, becoming a father. Like yeah, to Raul. I mean, it, it, is this not a song for Raul? That well, don't forget this ti- this this title's been floating around since No, I'm aware. I'm aware. But I feel I honestly I feel like it was kind of made for him. Could have been. I don't know. I could I could I could be wrong. Yeah. Or have you hit a nerf? <laughs> Man, we just the I believe jokes on this show are just great. It's worth the price of admission alone. You know that? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like the beat in the verses. It's like super mellow. It's a pretty mellow beat. I like it a lot. Um, in terms of favorite lyrics, mine is Did you know all mothers come from heaven? Did you know all mo- all fathers come from hell? That is why they're at sixes and sevens. That is why their marriage isn't well. Not well. <laughs> I not love well. The not well. I love that. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite lyric? That? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, another thing I like to point out about this song is that um, this was initially going to be the name for the Seeds of Love album. How cool is that? Yes, I think we did bring this up. Yep. Previously. Um, and then after Cheers Your Fears split up in 91, Roland was going to start a band called Round the Kings of Spain. Don't know if you knew that. I did not. Where did you hear that? Uh, the CD book of Round the Kings of Spain. <laughs> Dude, that's a fun fact. Yeah. I'm going to use that for tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, this is our. I, we should point out this is our first episode we're recording, right? In twenty twenty four. Yes, because this is only the fourth day of the year. Slow start to the year. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty damn slow. I ain't gonna yeah. lie, but that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Better slow that's than fast. Fine. The last yeah. three months of twenty three were like. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes because holidays and whatnot. But uh, yep. yeah, so if I were to rate this song, I said all I have to say. I didn't really so did go I. too in depth, but I mean. It's just a good song. It's a the song speaks to itself. Song. I find it There's, very yeah. hard to talk about the complex songs, but when it comes to the <laughs> simpler songs, because I find there was a lot more to say. Maybe I'm just like a nimble-minded person. I don't know. Where You're not nimble-minded in the slightest. Um, no, it's just this song. It's really straightforward. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. So I would. This song is five out of five for me. Yeah, five out of five for me too. But I just, I wanted to point out like. When in context of the album, I think it's a fantastic opening track, but yeah. a fantastic choice for a lead single? I don't think so. I th- I think so. I think God's Mistake should have been the lead single, because I think God's Mistake is, any, if anything, it's more familiar with the sound that would have been around at the time. Mm. That's where we differ, but that's okay. So yep. moving on to the second track of the album we have falling down um it's a good song but it's not my favorite i don't know like i don't dislike it 
but I don't very, I just, it's okay to me. Like, I'll listen to it. Like, I don't skip it ever. I'm just like, eh, you know. I mean, if I were to compare it to another Choose Your Fears song, that, that's just kind of where it, it makes me feel the same. Probably something like, um, no, I like that song. Uh, <laughs> um, Elemental. Uh-huh. Like, no, but I like Elemental. Dog's Best Friend's Dog. Where I'm like, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't like love it, love it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I like, it's good enough. It's not bad. Um, I don't know, I just don't like the at the beginning and at the end for some reason. I don't like it. I don't know why. I can't tell you. Well, I hold. I do like the drums on this song, though. Yeah, I hold my opinions on this song. I've said this before to you in private. Don't know if I've said this on here before, but to me personally, this is one of the most overrated songs. People rate this one very highly, and I just never saw why. Um, I think the lyrics are a little stupid. (laughs) You know? Yeah. No, well, not stupid. Just. Like, not as strong. Yeah. I think yeah. it toys it toys back to the thing uh, Roland said in that Elemental uh, mini-documentary I pointed out, where he wanted to write songs that, like, you know, didn't mean much of anything, and it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, Which is I, interesting. Well, I mean, I it, yeah. it makes me wonder, why would a man of such brilliance do something like that? You know what I mean? I mean, like, lyrics like, while well, I lied to the nation, while my reputation ran dry, from my lungs to my liver, I clung to the riverbank side. Interesting. Is that about smoking and drinking? <laughs> well, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that line, because that's the exact line I wrote for my favorite lyrics. Yeah. Well, yeah. I lied to the nation while my reputation ran dry, from my from my <laughs> lungs to my liver, I clung to the riverbank's side. Yeah, well, I'm back in the water doing what I oughta, trying to lead an ordinary life. That's the that's the set of lyrics I wrote for my favorite yeah. lyrics. I wonder <laughs> if that's anything. I feel real. like it must, I, I, that makes me think about. I mean, because he mentioned his reputation running dry. I wonder if that's in reference to like the band kind of mm-hmm. flopping. Yeah but, yeah, but like that's also my favorite lyric from the song. But like. <laughs> Some of us are green, some are brown, some are lost, some are found. That's just like that's really not that good. It's that's not like elementary. Lyric. That's like when you were like an elementary student, you first learned how to like rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lost. It, it does feel pretty rudimentary. Yeah, it's like entry level writing. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, this I is the guy that like this is the that. guy that rhymed intrusion with illusion, by the way. So. Yeah. Not the same. Um, I give this song. Well, here's another lyric I never, I, I, this kind of escaped me. I even listen back. Well, yeah, I tried levitation, flying in formation. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I roll on. Come on. And then I, don't even any song that like relies on a la la, not in the way that yeah. does. Head over heels does it great. Yeah. Because it's this a whole other, just, it's a coda la, to the song. La, 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 la. You're just you're just saying law to the um, melody. The the melody and like yeah, it, head it, over heels. There's a huge switch up. Even the bass line switches. The the, the guitar yes, changes. The drum it's, patterns change. It's its change. own thing. 
comparing it's, falling down to head over heels is like comparing Hey Jude to like Love Me Do, even though Love Me Do is a great song. You yeah, know? no, I can because yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. One's like great, one's a little more basic. Yeah, but like um, I've, I pointed out before, like I personally feel this is an overrated song because people rate this one very highly in the community of the fans and whatnot. And this is the only song Tears Your Fears have played live from this album within the past ten years. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, God's Mistakes, great. Um, Raoul title track's great. I still think he can hit those notes. If he can do it during Batman song and Women in Chains, he can do it during Raoul, you know? Yeah. His voice is still very strong. Yeah. But I don't like the song that much. So I'm going to just simply rate it a three and a half out of five. I was going to give it three and a half as well. I'm not into it that much. Yeah. I'm not into it that much. Mm hmm. You and I are in the same boat. Well,. And I, I also wanted to say one thing, and you might agree with me, you might disagree with me on this. I think that this album is very front-loaded, and that the best yeah. songs on the album are in the first half. Apart from two songs in the yes. second half, which we'll we get might there. share yeah, next week. Tune in. Yeah. I personally feel this album is very front-loaded. Yeah, I agree. Suffers, the second half of this album suffers horribly, and that's what really just does me in this record the middle to end you know you, th- you think it's going to pick up back at the end because you get two great songs and then it just takes a nosedive again but yeah track three is secrets and yeah. i think that this is one of the finest compositions roland has ever done in his entire career of 40 plus years absolutely um like i always one point i always like to point out how roland has a lot of beautiful compositions yes and this my opinion could take the cake as being one of the best if it weren't for a woman in chains oh absolutely you know like roland's like has like a lot of beautiful compositions i think um you know lady bird's a beautiful song i think secret world's a beautiful song um no second troy if you want to go back to graduate Think of me. Those are two great songs. Oh, think of me. God, I love that song. I would love to hear like a true version and not just a demo version of that. That song. It that one's ambition, right? Or is it? That one's on ambition. That's that's okay, a finished okay, song. Yes. That's not the demo. That's finished. That was ready to be put out. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I thought that the ambition album was like just demo recordings. No, yeah. they they sound finished to my ears. I don't know no, though. No, because I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. But yeah, um, Secrets is one of his most beautiful compositions ever, my humble yeah. opinion. I and think the lyrics right. are gorgeous on this song. I don't oh, really absolutely. know what they mean, but there's a lot of imagery, and it, they really do make you think a little. Yeah. You know? And I just wanted to point out, like, this whole song could be, like, a favorite lyric for me, but. It seems we caused a forest fire with just a flicker of a flame. And now I set a light to everything. And now I do is cause you pain. That's beautiful. Yeah. You literally go from like talking about some will swim, some will drown in the previous um, song. And saying some are green, some are brown. Some are lost, some are found. With lyrics are just like droning on. And then you get a song that this is just so beautifully complex. You and I have been... Matching up on favorite lyrics. <laughs> you know, just back to back, these songs are just like jarring almost. You know, yeah. it's like Secrets is sonically beautiful. Yeah. You know, like it's gorgeous to listen to. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's just got a certain quality to it that like once you hear it you'll never forget it you mm-hmm. know like it sticks first listen for me it did oh absolutely yeah yeah no same like, for me like once i felt the need to revisit the catalog once I, like i said after i saw them live you know i heard these songs growing up but i ne- like i never really took a close listen never really put the headphones on and pay attention listen? i was really yeah here's another <laughs> another reference gosh was that a tears for fears reference <laughs> oh my gosh but um this is just a gorgeous song um um absolutely second, second verse um Interesting lyrics. I used to think the time would come when man would rise above the beast. I gave up thinking that way long ago in conversation with a priest. Don't know what that means. Don't know if that's pro-Catholic, anti-Catholic. Don't know what the stance is. Don't know if you ever figured out the stance. Um, not sure. I think um, in this current moment, putting me on uh, the spot like that. Oh, my angel, woman, child. That's a very nice lyric, too. Really just like this song overall. It's my it's second really, favorite really good on song. the album. And he, I assume that's him doing the guitar solo. And that's one of the best solos. If it is him, it's one of the best solos he's ever put on record. I'm kind of thinking that when it comes to... I haven't mentioned this in a while. Probably since maybe, like, Big Chair. But when, I think that when it comes to uh, the Luck Dragons, if you remember what that is... Do you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that that because what I, initially what we were gonna do was kind of just like a we choose some songs to do, but um, we only ended up with eight songs, and I I want more than just eight songs. So I'm I want at least one song from each album. I think we have three from The Hurting, the big three from Big Chair, one from Seeds of Love, and then um. One from Elemental, and then we're gonna have one from Raul, one from Ending, and one from. Awesome. I'm not gonna drop the full track list. I did briefly mention some of the songs already, but I don't know. That's all you'll know. But I think that this is the song that I want to do from Raul and the Kings of Spain, namely because it would. I feel like it would be easier for me to do, but also just because it's such a pretty song. I agree. And, the only uh, thing is, though, that um. It's not in my range, so I would have to take the octave up. Okay. Which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Here's what Roland had to say from the Raoul reissue booklet. He said, the lyrics say it all. This seems something like a Neil Young song to me. A mature man's unashamed expression of devotion to his partner. It's just a... uh, Beautiful song. I rate it five out of five. I rate it five out of five too. And I think this is probably I can you call this song like an underrated tier sugar song like by the fans, by the Yeah. Well it's clearly underrated by the general public. Because it was a single. It was a single. It was released in the UK. It was released worldwide, not just like a US UK thing. It has two videos. It's underrated. It was underrated and still is. Uh yeah. Moving on. I know you have very high things to say about this song, God's Mistake, so you can go ahead and go first, take the mic. Yeah, this to me is just, it continues the great power pop um, sensibilities from Elemental. This is a fantastic song. I think it would have fit on Elemental, personally. I don't know about you. Um, It's got a uh, great chorus, and the backing harmonies on the chorus almost kind of evoke some Beach Boys harmonies for me. Um, like the, ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. A little bit. 
like some like some like early not early Beach Boys but like mid sixties Beach no, Boys. No, yeah, like I get you. Mm-hmm. Some like Pet Sounds, Summer Day, Summer Nights type Beach Boys harmonies. Yeah. Um, the song clearly doesn't sound like the Beach Boys, not not slice, but no. harmonies do a little bit. Um, yeah. It's um, my far and wide personal favorite song. Um, this song is probably in my top ten favorite all time. Maybe could even break top five. Um, I think the lyrics on the song are great, even if I don't necessarily agree with them. I don't think Love is God's Mistake. I think it's one of his best creations, personally. He was going through some stuff. He was going through some stuff. He was in his, uh, his, uh, midlife emo phase. Yeah. (laughs) He had an emo phase in his 20s, and 10 years later, he's like, I'm gonna have another one. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Um, but... It, the song, the lyrics are okay on this song, but yeah, it opens up. Have a friend calls me up, says and then, then hangs up. He must have read my mind. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> uh, ring, ring. Hello, bye. Like, imagine I did that to you. I'm gonna do that to you just, just for the sake of God's mistake. I'm gonna call you, say hello, and then, <laughs> and then hang up. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. There's not um, much to the song lyrically. Like, there's I was about two to say. weak verses that are just surrounded by fantastic music. I think, like, if you take the vocal out, this is a fantastic instrumental. He delivers a great vocal performance. Um, it's produced very well. I think this is one, also one of the best sounding songs on the album. And I like that percussion that runs throughout the song. You know? I'm talking um, about, right? Keep just keep talking, it'll come to me. Um it's like in the intro. And there's like little like small synthesized drum machine loops. Yeah, yeah, huh. That? Yeah, I think because it oh, runs okay. throughout the whole song if you really do pay attention. Oh, okay. It's in the whole song. Like and the thingy. Yeah. The, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. Yeah, it's throughout the whole song. I think that's a great touch. Once again, I think it's Roland's attention to detail, just overproducing his records as per always, but oh, I like it. I like it. Sometimes the minor details really matter and, like, really, truly add to the composition more than you may realize. Mm-hmm. It adds example, more I just, I just substance to it, you know the, what I mean? I pointed out the backing harmonies. Pointed That's out important. that little ding, and you said pointed you like it, it, and here you are saying it's overproduction? Come on. <laughs> Um, I think also a very important thing is how this song also has a little vocal thing at the end of uh, the chorus, like Gravel does in the verse, where he goes, not well. And then this one, he just goes, mistake, <laughs> before the second verse. Mistake. You know? uh-huh. yeah. I think that's a cool touch. I like that a little bit. Um, but like I said, um, according to Ron, he says, this song is about my relationship at the time and what I was going through. The idea is that when God created love, he created a monster. That's so rough, though, because, well, here, let me say this first. My favorite lyric for the song that I chose is, even now, God's mistake sets us up for one more heartbreak. And so tying that into what Roland said is, love is a great thing, I believe. You believe? There it is. Um, uh, But I'm a firm believer of that. Um, however, you can only have heartbreak if there was love in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right? But, but that th- doesn't make it that, a bad yeah, thing. Not at all. 
I mean, that sure. Doesn't make it a bad thing. Love. That's also like saying does, life is a mistake yeah. because with life comes death. Yeah, but, you know, like saying that like love is, you know, God's mistake, whatever. I mean, I see love, you know, whatever. I, mean, I listen to the Beach Boys. It's all they talk about is love. It's all love talks about is love, you know. Yeah. You know, Mike Love talks things like this. You know, Mike Love nose plugs. Um, it's love does set us up to make some really stupid decisions. Been there, done that. <laughs> but you know, it's just like I don't know. I feel like the positives outweigh the negatives because with love, you pass it on to your kids, you pass it on to your parents, your whole family. You start a family out of love, you know. Mm-hmm. So. You can't really call it. I mean, obviously, Rollins changed. The song's almost 30 years old. He's happily married now to Emily. God bless those two. Hope they're doing great. Um, he's obviously a changed man. Mm-hmm. So I don't take the song so seriously. Like, if he was still a grouch about something like this, I'd be like, come on, man, just chill out. But I don't know. Yeah. Lyrically, lyrically, like I said, I love the song, but lyrically, don't know, man. Don't know. Little, little weird. My yeah. favorite lyric from the song is um, <laughs> have a friend calls me up, says hello. Hangs up. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, if you were to rate this song, um, what would you give it? I give it a five out of five. Easy, easy. Clean sweep. I think I'd give this maybe a 4.5. That's fair. Yep. And then this next song, Sketches of Pain, go ahead and take the mic. I really, 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 really like it. Wait, hang on. Did I say anything about God's Mistake even, really? Like what I thought about it? I don't think I did. Yeah, you just talked about the lyrics. You didn't talk about the music at all. Um... I think it's pretty straightforward. I thought I think you said all there is to say. So sketches of pain. Go ahead. I think this is one of the best songs on the album. I think it's a fantastic uh, arrangement. Um, title obviously playing the Miles Davis album sketches of Spain. It's a cool callback. Miles Davis is great. Um, the song Corner Roland. Once again, going back to these uh, reissue booklet notes. He says the song's about expressing pain through art, be a music, be it music or painting, about carving your soul into what you create, no matter how ugly it first appears. Which, when you put it that way, that's that sounds dope. You know, that does sound dope. Um, I think the song's great arrangement, sounds fantastic. Also, one of the best produced songs on the album. This, I that is true. That I can agree with. Now, this like, is probably yeah. my least favorite song on the album. Oh, darn. I okay. know. Darn, I darn. know. <sighs> I said probably. I'll have to think about it when we talk about the rest of them next week. But I, I just, I, it's a skip for me. I'm not a fan of acoustic, man. It's just, it's just I mean, like, it's just not my thing, you know? The only time I can get behind it was, um, What's it called? No small thing. That's I feel like that's like the only um acoustic like driven well, Tears yeah. of Fear song that I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I love the arrangement on this song. Um, yeah, but but I think it's kind of I mean like it, I feel like it 
out of place, but it's also a nice like um, reference right. to like his heritage. Mm-hmm. Is like that like flamenco part. Yeah, I mean when they would do this song live on the Raul tour during that part, he'd yell "Ole" like real loud into the Oh mic. really? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very funny actually. That's two episodes from now. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tune in in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for two weeks from now. We're yeah, but, he's a spin live. Yeah, but um, I really like the song, especially, like, how it ends. I like how spacious it sounds. I also like how, if I'm, I could be right, could be wrong, don't know. Maybe or have you hit a nerve? Or have you hit a nerve? I forget, it's either in the left or right audio channel during that whole ending portion of the song where it picks up and it's very loud and whatnot. I Do mm-hmm. I hear, like... Like a like crowd noise from like a bullfighting event or something like that. I um, I usually skip that song. Like I know that song obviously, <laughs> yeah. but like it's been a while since I've listened to it in full. I can't tell you. Yeah, I mean I listened to it today and I, you think I'd remember, but I don't. I, I swear, towards the end of the song, you hear like other noises that aren't instruments. Like you hear like a crowd cheering. You hear like probably running or whatever the heck you know. But um, mm-hmm. my favorite. Lyric is great wide stretches of canvas signed by a godless name, strange bright colors of madness, only a fool would frame. And I can see by your reaction. <laughs> those are, <laughs> those are the, have we had any difference yet? Wait, what was your favorite? Oh no, yours was. Uh, you said, um, I had a friend call me up, says hello, and then hangs up. Yeah. I said, even now, God's mistake. Sets us up for one more heartbreak. We, we got to pick a different lyric here. I don't know. What the heck are you picking for the next one? <laughs> well, do you have anything else to say about... Sketches of Pain? Um, I I mean, I agree with what you said, that the production was good. I just don't overly... It's not my cup of tea. You know, I'm a synth gal. Mm-hmm. I'm like a more upbeat gal. I like everything except... um, As far as instruments go. Not the biggest fan. You agree with me? I'm not the biggest fan of... Uh, the banjo. <laughs> no, or just like traditional bluegrass music. I don't like the washboard. I don't like a fiddle, you know, or a banjo or whatever. But bluegrass music is better than modern country. I will say that. <laughs> Walker Hayes, fancy like Applebee's. <laughs> the Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake with some whipped cream on the top. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Awful. That's one of the worst songs ever. See, this is what I'm talking about. Modern music is crap. <laughs> you gosh darn children need to start listening to some old You stuff. kids these days <laughs> and your newfangled music. I'm I mean, being I, legit, I though. It's, I don't like it. Uh, you do, but you listen to, like, some of the can, good stuff. But can you really say that these artists that have started 10-plus years ago are really new? They're new to people like me who don't listen to new music, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like listening. It's like that Drake meme, listening to new music, listening to new music from 40 years ago. <laughs> Speaking of Drake, Drake music, horrible. Awful. He, I, he shouldn't be famous. He has no talent. He is extremely overrated. He's funny, though. He's funny. He's funny to make fun of. Like the Drake He's fun memes. to make fun of, though. Like the, like the but... AI-generated meme of him smelling the pie with his legs floating. <laughs> I didn't see that, but oh my god, I can only picture it. <laughs> Um, I rate this song a 3 out of 5. I rate this song a 4.5 out of 5. 
last <laughs> no comment. <laughs> last, but uh, I can't say not least, but I also can't say least. I just feel like we could have ended off this episode better, but here we it, are. It wouldn't this work. Is part one. Los Reyes Catholicos, which is Spanish for the Catholic Kings. Um. Um. I uh, this 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 I uh, this song is. This song is filler, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's like a linking piece. Yeah. I will say one thing, though. This album never does get released on vinyl. How are they going to put Sorry in this al- in this song next to each other? Because if you were to do it, it's a 12-track album. Three, 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 three. Three songs aside. If it's double LP, how do you do that? Because these songs... You can't they, do six and six? It would sound terrible. And these songs are long, so they probably won't even fit on one disc. Oh. It's not like a Beach Boys album or a Beatles album where you can have 14 songs on one LP where all the songs are two minutes or three minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. But I even think The Seeds of Love is too long for a one LP, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when they – if I sh- I'm not saying – I'm not even going to say when. It's an if. If they put this album out on vinyl, I wonder how that will work. Maybe they'll have to do a new edit of the album. Because when he, the Maybe. last line, Los Reyes Catalicos – the end of Catholicos goes right Leads into, into sorry, like sorry, to the point sorry, where we, when you listen to the song on streaming, you can actually hear yeah, the, no, the last yeah. millisecond in the beginning of sorry. Yeah, makes you wonder. But this song and the long one at the end are a bunch of nonsense. One of the worst things he ever did, I think. Um, yeah, Empire Building is entertaining. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for our revised track list. Yeah, there's there's some stuff you can do here. We talked about them in the uh, singles episode. There's some some interesting stuff. And I think this whole Los Reyes Catalicos thing where it's like halfway through the album and then at the end of the album. Not interesting. Don't like it. Don't like it. Um, lyrics, when time is like a needle and night is the longest day, a home is like a cathedral or a place where a king can pray. It's just words, you know? Um, and then ghosts all gone. Those uh, those lyrics you just said? I'm just reading off lyrics. I'm not saying what's my favorite. Those were my favorites, though. I mean, oh. if I had to choose, because this song is not very... <laughs> well, guess what my favorite lyrics are? Ghosts all if gone? If you had to guess... That's funny. The... Um, Is it it's... Los Reyes Catalicos? <laughs> no, it's what you picked. Oh. It's the only <laughs> when thing, the like, time is substance. like a needle? Yeah. Wow. I will say, I do kind of like the chords. Those are some unusual chords. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, mm-hmm. t- I couldn't tell what they are by ear, and I can usually figure out what stuff is. I don't know what they are. Uh-huh. Um, um. Really like how he's doing that vocal that he has on the Madness of Roland where he double tracks and has one Yeah, I was just about eye. to bring that up. That's but it does cool. pop up throughout the album. Um, It pops up. Freak. Where else? Okay, Los Reyes Catalicos. Not on um, Humdrum Regular and Repeat. In the singles episode, you did say that? I don't know if it is, though. Uh, it's on Sorry. Yeah, what's the matter with your life? Someone coming to shoot your wife? We'll get there next week. <laughs> uh, it's on Me and My Big Ideas. I thought that's Alita. Just rolling? I thought it was rolling and together. Next week. This is next week. In the, in the verse, me and yeah. my big ideas. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's rolling during that vocal. Um, 
thing. Okay, so it doesn't happen as often as I thought it did, but Oh, you're you're taking a listen? Yeah. Am I that's, wrong? That's the high and low vocals. Okay, yeah, that's what I right. thought. That doesn't sound like Alita. So that's an that's that's what do you call it? that's an insult to Alita. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get me just like written off for this episode or something. No, no, no. Um so the, I, there's no <laughs> I there's just not much to say about this song. Because it's just, it's not, like, it's like the gas giants of this album. <laughs> it really is. Look at that sentence. What you guys thought insult. that we were done. Oh, my goodness. You guys thought we were done What a callback. It. Literally, from the top rope. Wrestling move. Your dad will appreciate that one. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would give this one. What's up, Chloe's dad? <laughs> there, hey, you got a shout out from him. Um, ooh, what would I rate this though? So I give Sketches of Pain a three. Uh huh. Oh shoot. I think I give this a three as well. It's so it's tied for my least favorite. That's fair. I'm yeah. not big on this song. I gave it a two point five out of five. Nothing and interesting. If I remember correctly, weren't Dan and Jeff also like? These songs are stupid as well. Yes, they were. Yes, they were, and I and I applaud them for that. I agree with you guys. No, because they were really they were spot on in my opinion. If you're listening, I'm Here's sorry the, about the Oasis look. dig, <laughs> and I agree with you guys. Oasis? Yeah, because when I was talking about um charting in '95, Oasis oh. was number one. I said there um that album that has their only three good songs. Oh oh oh. oh. Sorry guys, don't look back. Oh, uh, they love you. They they like you. Don't worry. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Is there anything else you have to say before we go ahead and do our thing? Sino? I guess this is my favorite half of the album. And that's saying something because I don't like two of the songs. So it goes to show you how I feel about the album. Yeah. You know? This half like doesn't it. end off very well, though. No. Like sketches of pain, animals, race, kind of like ending for this episode stinks. You know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean next week it doesn't start too great either. So. <laughs> Wait. Let me let me take a look at the. Next time, don't start. Oh too great. gosh, no. no. <laughs> just look at look at those tracks. Just seven through nine. Oh, I might need a, to reconsider my album ranking now that this, I'm actually this, thinking this about is it. This is to think about. Like, this, like, no, Two Shoes don't have any such thing as a bad album. Impossible. They don't. Every album has substance and depth. However, I this didn't. thing's kind of mid. I, I think, won't. I think that, um, my album ranking is going to change. Elemental think, from the top I, rope. Wrestling know, reference I, callback. Let's no, go. I think that happy ending is going to move up to five, and even Raul better. is going to go down to six. I think even they're going to swap. Even better, even better. <laughs> like when you look, when you think of the idea of Raul and the Kings of Spain, you think, oh, it's a good record, kind of underrated. Yeah. But then you look at the songs that are on it, especially that middle section, and it's like, oh, yeah. like you look at it split up, like thinking this is the A side, this is the B. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it's no. Just, this is an album that would, I think this album would benefit from, like, uh, mixing, like, B-sides on here but, even like, more than Elemental would. I still love the songs that are on it, though. Like, like the I songs, still love Raul. When it I hits. I still love Secrets. And I still love Me and My Big Ideas. You know, when the album hits, it's fantastic. Like, some of the songs. There's some great moments on here. But then there's just some really dull moments. And, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I dropped 
vibe. <laughs> Is that staying in? <laughs> I can't. It was funny. Dropped my iPad. But yeah, there are some great moments on this album. But then there's some duds, you know? Yeah. Like, there's some genuine, like, like bottom of the barrel tears your fear songs like least interesting not bad like i'm talking like least interesting album tracks like i'm excluding the big chair i, I don't rate a song like the big chair on the same level as a song like what's another one falling down that's the song i don't like you know i don't rate those two together but maybe i dislike them the same i don't know um but yeah this album just like we t- we reordered our own elemental. We did that. We added songs, did whatever. I think this album would benefit from that even more. Because mm-hmm. Elemental is still one of my favorite Tears of Fury's albums, regardless. It's my number three or two, depending on how I'm feeling. Your number seven. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> but Womp Womp. Womp. I just, just got Womp Womp. That's crazy. But this album is just okay to me it's just okay like i said never released a bad album but if there is such thing as a mid tier shifers album i nominate this one without hesitation i mean it didn't do well commercially for a reason yeah people weren't going to their record stores or their cd shops or wherever the heck was around the 90s i don't know i wasn't there and be like yo man this new tier shifers record hits this is their best record since bacher i don't think many people were saying that mm-mm you know, people probably saw, oh, new Tears of Fears album. I mean, I haven't heard any of the songs on the radio, so it must not be good. See ya! You know, that's probably mm-hmm. what the ideology was. Because mm-hmm. yeah, people probably bought Elemental because of Break It Down Again, I'd imagine, at least, you know? Mm-hmm. So then by the time you get to uh, Raul, it's like... And also, I yeah. learned that apparently by the time the mid-90s, mid to late-90s rolled around and the internet was starting to become a bit of a thing with music, obviously, music downloading wasn't a thing till 97, 98. In fact, Duran Duran's Electric Barbarelle was the first ever, ever digital single purchased on the internet, fun fact. <laughs> the first person to ever buy a digital single online was Nick Rhodes. He made the first ever music digital transaction. How, how is this confirmed? It's that's what the song's known for, Electric Barbarella. Really? It's known for being one of the first ever digital singles like, that were sold. Hmm. One of yeah. or the? I think it was the first ever digital single purchased. Interesting. And I think it was Nick that bought it. Interesting. Well, guys, tune in next week for a fact check from the bench chair if Brandon <laughs> finds out if he was right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we got for side one of. Raul and the Kings of Mid, I mean Spain. Um, I hope Raul, you enjoyed. I'm sorry if we were too mean, because like I said, I know a lot of fans like this album. We had some pretty nice things to say about it. It's yeah, we compliment. Fine. We had more compliments than insults. Yeah, so this isn't the Soul on Board episode. Oh, sorry about that one, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was that episode was so fun to record. Like it was just so fun to your, your your little your little guy showed up and ran. Oh yeah, Georgie. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> but um, right, that that was the noise. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to let you guys know, this is just some this is some lore. You guys can cherish this for as long as you want. Um, there was a deleted segment 
from the Soul and Board episode that we just uh, felt we couldn't use. It was just so. Was it the music video? It was the, yeah, we watched we watched the video for calling out, which was horrible. We should just point out we did not like the video. We had As such we, ask commentary. We had such ask commentary it, because that's just, it was horrible viewing. There was like people with body paint with the lyrics. It was Kurt like singing up close, his face like projected on like mini box TVs and whatnot. And then George was just. And then, yeah, George. her cat, George, was just going crazy, like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it was unlistenable. So and It was like a George reaction rather than a history from the Big Chair reaction. So Hidden, hidden, or not hidden, um, lost clips from the Big Chair. We have a lost episode that you yeah. guys are never going to hear. And yeah. I think that's, like, the funniest thing ever. Yeah, did you ever end up deleting the episode, or do you still have it? Um... Let me check, actually. Because if, if you still have it, that would make a very funny thing to just post. Like, not like the whole thing when they would just post like an excerpt from how, just to show you how bad it was. Because it's like, obviously, there's a copyright issue. That's why we can't release it. Yeah. But <laughs> the big so issue. stupid for that. But the big issue is just how mundane it was. Yeah. You were, it was like story was time. A, like when, but like remember, when that was the episode going, that, that's the episode that was a train wreck, too. That's the one with the recording stopped and then you sounded like a robot and that's right and then my voice like started channeling twice like i kept repeating myself for the rest of the recording even though i was only talking once um certain other thing happened that you guys will never hear during that episode <laughs> um um it's yeah you're just you're never gonna hear it yeah never ever i mean think about it. it's like it's like the equivalent of like taking your kid to Barnes and Noble story time and like buying them like a sugar cookie after, except the the book stinks and the sugar cookie is like old. Personal experience, by the way, when I was a kid, I used to go to Barnes and Noble story time. Loved it, awesome. Not that you guys were asking to hear about my childhood experiences, but there you go. Um, I guarantee. I'm, still, hey, I'm looking to see if I, I'm pretty sure. I guarantee still... I probably listen to Raul or Happy Ending on the car ride to Barnes and Noble. I oh, have the clip. Still have it. I My have goodness. Them. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, we should also point out to you guys that we, for the longest time, used to use Spotify for podcasters or Anchor. Yeah. Anchor. Anchor. Then they rebrand. Spotify. They rebranded Spotify right? for podcasters. Yeah. Because I knew Anchor for the longest time, and I always. Whenever I was throwing up the idea for a podcast, I, I was originally going to do a historical Beatles podcast, but then I realized I don't know Jack Diddley squat about the Beatles compared to some mm-hmm. of the people that actually have podcasts. So whenever I talked to you and I was like, hey, we have the page history from the picture. What if we do a podcast? Yep. And here we are. Here we are talking about Barnes and Noble sugar cookies for some reason. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. We get personal in here. That's yeah, fine. but we do have an unreleased episode that will be released on the 10th anniversary box at History from the Beach. We're releasing all of our episodes <laughs> on CD. There's two books, a live DVD slash Blu-ray, where we're going to do like an in-person conference at like Comic-Con 2048 or something like that. Um, you can't tell he's joking. Yeah. If, if I, I would love to get our podcast pressed on vinyl someday, though, just do a box set. I think Conan O'Brien released like a vinyl, like a, a podcast episode on vinyl or something like that. Like no joke. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Respectfully, I don't. <laughs> we should just like go to a pressing plant, just press the uh, unreleased episode on a vinyl acetate, one of one, <laughs> sell it on Discogs for a bajillion dollars, and call it a tears for face release. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. All right, so. Elemental Sons of June mix. <laughs> 
10th of June. All right, if you don't already, go ahead and follow us. Oh, I didn't even say. If you listen all the way to the end, thank you very much for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. Um, if you don't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at History from the Big Chair. I mean, we've said this so many times. You guys probably know the whole spiel verbatim by now. That's where everything started. So we do. You guessed it. Memorabilia slash merch slash music Mondays. Share various items from our collection. The occasional throwback Thursdays. Fun fact Fridays. Occasional song fact Saturday and Sunday. Um, we should get going on Rewind Wednesdays though. Yes. Would you be in charge of that? Yes. Okay. Are you, would you actually do it though? Yes. I would need to. I would need to make an interface for it though, like a playback interface to post for the reel. Each week. That's the only thing. What do you mean? Like an animation or some type of thing that shows like a oh. bi- like the, the audio moving. Oh. Maybe okay. if like I'll I'll figure that out one of these days. Like maybe if I just do a graphic or maybe I just have like the episode cover with the title below it and just have like even like just put text on the screen, like audio, like visual captions too. Close yeah. captioning. You should. Yeah, so just in case you're scrolling through your um your Instagram reels, you have and to you find like the funny parts on. of the episodes. Though. Yeah, not just not where we're talking about any serious or like things. Yeah, or just like <sighs> rewind Wednesday. Here's us crapping on Ghost Papa and crapping on <laughs> gas giants. That's content. That's entertainment. Nothing says, <laughs> anyway, "Hey, let's listen anyway. to a podcast where the two hosts are bashing the band." You're gonna like be listening to on the podcast. <laughs> Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at HFTBC underscore pod for updates as well as interactive stuff. Um, then go ahead and follow us on Facebook for more updates. Are you I've been active. Do, I've been active. Are you I ever po- going to do interactive stuff on there? I, when we did our second Q&A, I literally put up a thing that said, hey, we're doing another Q&A. Please drop any questions. And we didn't get a single like or a comment. So <laughs> I tried. That's, that's fine. Um, um. Uh, go ahead and follow us on YouTube. History from the Big Chair. We're gonna have stuff out. We we mean it this time. Yes. We mean it this time. We are Half a year later. We are, we are filming tomorrow. We're filming tomorrow. Holy Well, when this comes smokes. out, it would have already been filmed, but it'll come out after the Raul era. So, it's gonna... I'll explain how it works. Yeah, it's gonna be an in-betweener. So, instead of a podcast episode, we're gonna release the video that week. And it's it's a great way to just draw people over to the YouTube page, whereas another yeah. great way you can listen to the podcast. I think it's the most effective way because you get to look at my nifty covers that I take two minutes to make. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> another cool. It's listen. Yeah. Consistency. Consistency. You'll get to see us. You'll get to see us talk. You guys haven't actually yeah. seen that yet. Um, yeah. You'll get to see our mannerisms and whatnot, how we interact with one another while we're talking about our favorite band. Yeah, this is this guys. This is just a quick little side note, but I record all of our episodes in a Batman costume. <laughs> it's the only way He's I feel zoned lying. in. It's the only way I feel locked in. Hey, Batman. Batman from the picture. Batman from the picture. <laughs> all right. Um, go ahead and follow at two. Well, no, he's not active there anymore. Go ahead and follow at Brendan's underscore music underscore vault. I have how many posts he's active out? there Two? now. Two posts? Three. Oh, what was the third? I think you have three. I think. I, maybe I'm wrong. No, because oh, yeah, you put one for sounds. Or not sound, uh, this, uh, yeah. Feel flows. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, I posted yeah. the I posted three days in a row and I haven't posted since. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and follow him I and also I still can't add music to posts. Womp womp. Go ahead and follow <laughs> at changeofears.swag to reminisce. Yep. And that is all I, I, will, I, I have memes made. I just don't feel like posting because it's not just what I'm into right now, if that makes sense. I'm not in no, that I era of my I life. Mean, trust me, I, I understand. Yeah. Um, have I already count? Uh, I, I, I posted. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did post. And it was great. So go ahead and. I still can't add music. Come on, man. Go ahead man. and shout me out. Oh, yeah. Um, you you could follow um, at Cherry Cola underscore vinyl to see someone who actually posts on their vinyl account. Some great stuff. Better than mine. Better Tears Shooters collection. More impressive Tears Shooters collection. I can't lie. I have more than you. Yeah. I've been, I've been pretty dedicated to but I've, I've given it a break because I, I got no monies right now. <laughs> yeah, if I'm being 100% honest with you, I really don't care about collecting Tears Shooters because that means I have to order everything. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like paying shipping costs from other countries. I don't like having. I'm to... willing to do it. That's how crazy I am. But yeah. I, I, when I'm out of school, I'll resume. Well, I, I'm also in a bit of a, a fut with ordering online recently because I've been waiting on the 1975 sweater since uh, Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> womp, womp. Womp, womp. Mid band, mid sweater. <laughs> Go ahead and continue. And you can follow at Cherry Cola underscore art underscore because Cherry Cola underscore art was taken to follow and see it some was. fantastic art, multi fandom, primarily Tears She Fears, though, art. Yes. My personal favorite artist. Ow. And if you were second to anyone, it would be Da Vinci. Da Vinci? <laughs> da Vinci? Um, but yeah, I, I posted finally. She posted? Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple new posts up. There's one I did for your account anniversary, but I think I mentioned that in the previous episode we recorded. And then I have a FNAF drawing of Matthew Lillard's. Uh, yep. You met character. Matthew Lillard twice. I did, <laughs> and it was great. I would meet him again. He's a great guy. Yep. Do you want to also great, meet again? Great energy. Do you want to also meet again? You. Oh, hmm. Peter <laughs> is scratching at my door. A cat. I have three cats, by the way. I knew it. Hi, Peter. Yeah, it's Peter. All right. Hi, anyway, Peter. back Peter's to my sign favorite. Off. Sorry, Gus and uh, George. Peter's my favorite. All oh, right. Oh, I don't have favorites. All right. Um, well, yes. I can't say I can't do any jokes like I did with the break it down again. I can't say song take care and remember to rowel your kings of Spain. <laughs> so, so long. Take care. And remember to fall down. I don't know. It doesn't work. <laughs> So long, take care, and always remember to sow the seeds of love.